Do you want to know the secret to success? Welcome to rulesforsuccess.com, a platform that unites the accomplished and the ambitious. This is where successful entrepreneurs reveal their winning strategies, their profound wisdom, and their practical guidance. Whether you are a pioneering entrepreneur, a determined business leader, or simply someone who craves success, rulesforsuccess.com is the podcast designed for you. We're here to arm you with the invaluable knowledge of individuals who have paved their own path to success. And now let's get into the show with dynamic host, Joseph Varghese. Greetings, friends. My name is Joseph Varghese from rulesforsuccess.com. I'm here with my, my friend, Rich Mullins. Rich is based in the UK, United Kingdom, and uh, so excited for these next 20 minutes to be able to engage him, um, share some of his best practices that, um, and what he stands for, his why and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rich and I connected recently um, we attended an event uh, together and uh, had the opportunity today of getting to know him and his passion for life and his passion toward making a difference, working with charities and um, just some of the extraordinary things he's up to as a father, as a leader and much more. Rich, how are you today? The uh, day before Christmas, how, how are you, my, my friend? Wow, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for connecting. It's really wonderful to be here and uh, feeling in, uh, it might not look like it around me, but I see you have your Christmas tree there, feeling festive and uh, ready to just take some time with the family and enjoy uh, being grateful for the year past and uh, thinking through the year ahead. It's been a very unique year given the circumstances. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a country, we've learned quite a bit regarding the circumstances mm -hmm. and all these things are happening. And I'm, I'm, you're in the UK and I'm sure things yeah. are, yeah, a lot of shifts there as well oh, in the space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It has it's been a very interesting year over here in the UK, and uh, actually we're in what they call a, a level four where we live, uh, which pretty much restricts what we're able to do, who we can see, but uh, keeps us close to the ones that we love in the home that we're in, and uh, we have the pups, you might hear them in the background, oh. uh, yapping away, but uh, yeah, it makes life more interesting, and you know, we, we adapt, right? Yes, we adapt, and as, as a leader, I mean, the work you do, I'm sure you've had to adapt quite a bit. You, you do something very unique, we'll go into the very soon, in terms of how you you and your brother and your organization involved with um, help create, create leaders, kind of create, mm -hmm. make fishers of men, essentially. We talked about yes. that earlier. Um, well, I'd love to hear about, I'd love our audience to hear about your background, which is very unique, right? right? And yeah. the diversity and culture. I grew up in a melting pot here in New York, but you, uh -huh. you, you yourself have traveled quite a bit around the world and kind of very diverse background. How did it all start? So please share. Yeah, well, uh, I was born in uh, in the UK, but um, you know, very shortly, probably before we were one, even uh, my family moved out to what was Rhodesia and now Zimbabwe, and so I was blessed with uh, living up, in, living and growing up in an environment where sunshine, blue sky, fluffy clouds, and you know, life was pretty awesome. Actually, as a kid growing up. But around us, there was a lot of poverty and a lot of people were struggling. You know, we were the fortunate ones. You know, we weren't uh, super wealthy or anything. We're probably a uh, middle class family uh, struggling to get by. But we had a home. We had meal on the table. And, uh, you know, we had people who loved us and cared for us. And uh, I think that was the most important thing for us. So growing up in that home and in Africa kind of gave me a sense of appreciation for you know, the things, the little things, the important things that we have in life. And um, when I, uh, about uh, 16, I had the opportunity to uh, come over to the UK 
and uh, come to school here and uh, live with my great aunt actually and had more family around. So family for me is one of my highest values and has been a, a real important part of the life that I live and the life that I lead. Uh, but I've also traveled around the world. You know, I've had the opportunity to work in the US uh, pretty close to where you are uh, for uh, best part of a year. Uh, I've had the opportunity to live and work in Australia for a good few years. And you know, with that travel around the world and living in different countries, we've been able to take our children with us. And for me, you know, having our children who are now, uh, Luke is 15, Maya is 13, having them experiencing the world and seeing the world through their eyes as well, they get to learn some really powerful and important skills like adaptability, you know, making new friends in different cultures, different environments, different worlds. And uh, you know, as I've seen them grow up, I've seen you know, a skill that um, is really difficult to learn because you have to learn it through emotion, through experience, which is that uh, skill of resilience and the skill of adaptability. So I'm really proud of uh, the young uh, world changes that they're becoming. And uh, you know, for me as a father, as a father figure to them and as a, uh, as a role model to my kids, I think that's really important that they, they get to see how we adapt. You know, we've had our challenges uh, over the years. And uh, one of the reasons that um, Hope Works, the charity, I'm, I'm sure you, you might even ask, you might be coming on to that in a sec, yes. but one of the reasons that, um, you know, uh, my brother, I have a twin brother, Sean, who uh, phoned me up just over a year ago. Fraternal or identical? Yeah, yeah. Identity? Uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting question and there has been some debate about it um, <laughs> uh, we we do look quite uh, alike uh, some people might even call us identical but uh, we believe that we're fraternal mm, got it and um you know, he called me up just over a year ago and he said look and he's lived in zimbabwe for a lot longer than i have i left mm. at 16. Uh, he stayed there well into his late 30s wow. and uh, you know he ran a church out there and ran many many projects out there and when he moved back to the uk a couple of years ago, those projects and those needs were still there. And so he said, Rich, look, um, you know, I'm getting calls. Uh, the need is still great. The projects I was involved in are still running, but the needs are getting greater and greater. And, um, you know, we need to do something. So uh, he said, look, you've been in charity sector for a long time. You understand how charities work. Can we do something? Can we set something up? So that was November. Within, I think, 24 hours, we I've got a name registered and, and, and kind of went live and thinking within a couple of weeks, we gathered a bunch of friends and uh, family together to uh, launch what was Hope for Africa. And fast forward a year, uh, just last week, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated one year of uh, operating and actually we managed to launch and register an official uh, charity. So we started as a uh, not-for-profit and we then registered as a charity called Hope Works. Now, Hope Works Top Charity is kind of our online presence. Really, the, the mission of that charity is to feed the hungry, care for the sick, provide access to education and training for better futures. And our vision really is for uh, individuals to really help themselves and help pull Zimbabwe out of poverty. To really, uh, you know, there's that saying, give a man a fish, feed yes. him for a day, teach him how to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Amen. And yes. really the heart for Hope Works is about giving access, you know, finding a platform like Hope Works mm -hmm. that uh, can inspire others to take action. You know, they may not have much time. They may not be able to go and travel to Zimbabwe, but they have a real heart for people who are hungry, 
you know, who this Christmas are going without a meal, or people who are sick, who can't afford medical care and attention, and uh, people who, you know, young kids who just don't have the opportunity to go and get an education, and older people who genuinely have not had an education in their life for their own circumstances, but want to make something of their lives and their families' lives. And so through our supporters, our sponsors, you know, we're able to provide those um, opportunities. And really, it isn't about we. Now, I say we because it's HopeWorks is an entity. And through that entity, we're just the conduit. You know, uh, really, it's the generosity and the love and support and prayers of individuals around the world who kind of get the message, who get the mission and the yes. vision, care about it. They trust that uh, we are good stewards of their finances and their prayers, and we direct them to those that need it most. And, you know, what was really, really inspiring was yeah. to have uh, our celebration on the call just uh, a week ago. And we had uh, young young ones, as, as young as 12, who are now our ambassadors. We've got a lovely girl in Canada, Incredible. Renee, who's yeah. actually making greeting cards and calendars to raise money uh, for kids. She's raised a thousand Canadian dollars through her network by selling Amazing. greeting cards. And Amazing. Calendars. And she even inspired my daughter to become on board as an ambassador. And just in the last year, if I can share, we've, um, we've been able to feed over 5,000 families, 5,104 families, over 270 people received health care and treatment, Incredible. medical emergency treatment. Yeah. 280 children have been educated as a result of the wonderful generosity of the people who are supporting our programs and our initiatives with our partners on the ground in Zimbabwe and 125 people trained. Look, I'm so excited and passionate about uh, the project <laughs> wow. here. You can probably tell, but I, I know you've got loads of questions for me. So I, I don't I, want to steal. I, I, I'm, I'm beyond inspired, my friend, really truly being oh, a steward the work you. you do. And you're doing this in partnership wow. also with your with your brother, your twin brother as well. So it's absolutely it's real. It's, it's awesome because we haven't uh, spent much time together over the last sort of 20 years. For the formative years of our lives, we kind of shared classrooms and school together you know went to school came home to, although we did play some tricks on uh the teachers as, as twins, uh, <laughs> of you know tend to do but um you know over the last 20 years we really haven't had much chance to spend time together so for me this is a great way to reconnect with uh, with my twin with my brother and do something that we're both passionate about because you know, we're able to connect with so much more when many hands come together to do something incredible i think the impact is so much greater and when the heart is there, yes. then people genuinely get that. You know, people yes. see the heart first before they see the hands. And uh, I'm just so blown away by the love and support that has come through uh, HopeWorks. The thing I'm present to is the idea that one thing is a conversation. So you, your brother reached out to you, had a conversation, you picked up the phone, and yeah. uh, the, the idea spread. And, and initially it was mm -hmm. a, you know, a certain brand and they evolved. Now it's HopeWorks.Charity. And then right. you mentioned the, the young woman in, in, you know, in uh, Canada, a thousand dollars she raised and you know, put together these cards and it, it's, it's a movement now, essentially, mm -hmm. but it initially started as a conversation and it took life and leadership is just that it's basically empowering others right. to um, be the leaders of tomorrow. And as mm -hmm. you mentioned before, it's, it's not, it's not just, it's not an, it's not a, it's not a you, it's not your brother. It's like a, we as a community mm -hmm. coming together, building Absolutely. this. So what instilled this on you? Because I know you've also done charitable work prior to this as well yes. in, the in the consulting arena. And uh, prior to this, we talked about the influence of your stepdad on your life. Mm -hmm. 
really, yeah. really, really wow. encouraging, encouraging you to be um, a leader at a young age, be responsible. And I know you mentioned also that at a young age, you lost him too as well. What, yeah. what, what carried you into this journey of leadership with what you're doing, particularly mm -hmm. in, in the charity space? Yeah, you know, thank you so much for um, for connecting with me on that, and uh, and really just highlighting that the, there are some people in our lives who come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you know, my dad—he was actually my stepdad. Keith was uh, was just that. He came into our life for a reason, and uh, and a season. And the impact, the mark he left on us was his legacy. And uh, you know, the 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 upbringing that he gave or the short eight years that he was in our lives, what he taught us as kids and the values that he instilled in us have stayed with us to this day. If you look at, you know, the three of us, because we've got a, a sister as well. And you think about the resilience or, and the, and just the heart for people. One of the things that, that he left, the impression he left on me, he said to me, he said, you can do anything you put your mind to. And, and that stayed with me for years and years and years, knowing that, you know, if I have enough faith, there's, there's a saying about faith like a mustard seed that yes. can move mountains. Yes. And for me, that, that's kind of my, been my driver is when, when I can connect with faith uh, of something that's so much greater than who I even think I am, that just gives me the inspiration and the courage to go ahead, step out and do something because it isn't about me. As we said earlier, it is about bigger picture is about the impact that we're here for a purpose and once we can connect with that purpose for me it's been about connecting with a purpose i have three core purposes one mm -hmm. is really connecting with my zimbabwe you know that was the place that i grew up that's the place i knew and loved and you know have so many great fond memories of that beautiful country and if there's one way that i can be able to give back to um the beautiful life that i lived over those years uh I feel I can connect with that through this organization, Hope Works, and connect to so many more people because they will see the love and generosity and resilience of the Zimbabwean people. You know, they won't just stand there and take a handout. Those kids, you know, the 218 children in education, they'll grow up to realize that actually somebody was there who cared enough for them to help fund their education. And then they grow up to be one of the most famous inventors of the world. There's actually yes. a chap who um, is just coming out, and I forget his name. He's invented a means of capturing electricity, generating electricity from radio waves, free electricity. Wow. And wow. he's a Zimbabwean. And yeah. I find that incredible. I feel proud to yeah. call myself Zimbabwean, having grown up there. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of those kids could actually grow up to be an inventor, could grow up to change the world, to be and do something incredible that impacts millions of lives. And we're just a conduit for that. So living out my purpose and my passion, mm. taking the courage, having the courage mm. to actually say, yes, you talked about a question, right? It was a request. It was an invitation from my brother to say, are you up for it? Shall we do something? And actually he sends me invitations on WhatsApp nearly every day saying, are you up for doing this now? Are you up for doing that? And it might just be creating a post or, you know, putting a graphic together. And I absolutely love it. You know, I feel called when somebody asks for something, I feel honored mm. that, uh, you know, I can step up and help and do something. And I think if, if, if people have a heart for giving, I think so much more can happen around them that they'll be even surprised. And this call, our connection, 
uh, has come just as a result of that. And, you know, I'm truly grateful to be connected and, and sharing on yes. the course today. Well, I'm beyond grateful, my friend, just in learning from you. Um, I'm beyond moved by your journey, um, your, your brother, the partnership, what you're creating in the world. It's quite extraordinary, really empowering people and really servant leadership. I hear, I hear that as a big theme, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. One thing I appreciate about you also, we talked about this before, is how you value family and your, your, your two, two, two children and how they're on the forefront too, you know, and uh, yes. really, really having them see given the experiences of travel and diversity, especially traveling to different countries, uh, mm -hmm. Australia and, and the US and, um, and Zimbabwe, of course, also. It's, it's, we're, we're in a very connected world, we are, right? And, um, and it's present to that. I, I, I grew up with that, particularly in the States where I grew up, but just you given them that opportunity, young age, given the key experiences, what, what, what could you share with other parents who may not be able to share those experiences with their kids? With regard to travel and and that way, how do how do how do they how can they experience being more connected and mm -hmm. uh, you know I, and I think a big part of this for me for me is ego subjugation the, the necessity yeah. of really connecting with love hence you know yeah. that as Jesus talks about just the of uh, loving your neighbor as yourself oh. how do we do that in this world where there's in COVID dynamics where People may look at this as being a pressure cooker. What strategies yeah. do you have? Hey, let me start by saying I am by no means perfect. <laughs> uh, as a dad, as a father, as uh, somebody who's there, you know, I get the constant from my kids, dad, are you going to come away from that phone? You know, sometimes I'm so deeply engrossed in my mission or what I'm doing mm -hmm. that I forget to be present. But I think presence is the key. And it's about self-regulation as well is, is about understanding the balance. And I've just got the most amazing wife mm. and family. You know, my wife and I are, are very, very different. She is, she's the, she's, the, uh, she's my rock to uh, my clouds. I'm, I'm a blue sky thinker. I'm, you know, constantly in the clouds thinking new ideas. And sometimes I get carried away with that. But, uh, you know, my wife is very good at giving me feedback about, uh, you know, my connection with my children and my family. And so having that, being able to have an honest, conversation that might be difficult i think in a family environment is really important yes. being open and receptive to that feedback without uh, being uh, offended yeah. or taking offense right mm -hmm. you can be offended uh, mm -hmm. and that just that hits your heart and it can be sore and you can take offense and maybe respond to that so sometimes it is about receiving and not necessarily responding and take you know, giving yourself time to accept that but I think with, when we talk about our children, I think they are the most important gift that we're ever blessed with yes. in this life because yes. they, are, they are the future of our own legacy. They are the future of the world. And they are the future of, you know, what does 10, 20, 30 years look like? They are the guardians of not just the planet, but of our heart's desire, yes. of our purpose, of our mission. And so when they see the world through our eyes, they will model that. They will yes. model some of the behaviors that yes. we exhibit. And yeah. it's been really interesting having a conversation. And, and the thing that I do, particularly with my son that we've done for hmm. many years is we have a conversation about life. And you know, we've, we have quite mature conversations. I've always treated him as an intellect, as, as somebody who's intelligent, even from when he was a young kid, yes. I would have conversations that uh, he probably didn't even have a clue what we we're talking about, but <laughs> I was curious. 
Hmm. And I think having a curious mind as an adult hmm. is even more important than having a curious mind as a kid. Yes. Because children, they are incredible. You know, they have no limit to their imagination and their boundaries. Whereas us adults, sometimes through learned behaviors, through experiences, and through uh, some of the challenges that we've experienced, we put those blocks and limiters yes. in our way. Yes. So we can actually be much greater learners from children if we just sit back and listen and observe. And I think so, being so, so, so many nuggets you're sharing in, in the midst of all of that, it's extraordinary. Oh, it, 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 it really is really modeling for, for our children, seeing yeah. uh, the world in their eyes and the nature of wonder and creativity and oh, uh, how, how that we can put limits on ourselves. Extraordinary. Really, really yeah. quite, sorry to interrupt you. I mean, here's Let's a cool go. thing for you to listen to, right? If they were to experience Christmas through the eyes of their kids, you know, no matter what home or where they're in, sometimes we're so engrossed in our social media feed, uh, what's on Twitter, what's on LinkedIn, what's on the TV, what's on our devices, where we take a step back and see Christmas through the eyes of you know, a five-year-old, a uh, 10-year-old, you know, what were their hopes, dreams, desires? What were some of their challenges this year? And, you know, I talk to my daughter as well about some of the issues she's had at school over the years, whether it's, you know, friendships or teaching environments or teachers that she's had a bit of struggle with or homework and seeing the year through their eyes when we come to reflect on the, on the year. Hmm. I think there's a huge amount of learning that we as adults and parents can take from just sitting back and reflecting on, you know, how big a year our kids have had, particularly through this really you know unprecedented year that yes. we've all had i just wonder what impact that's had on right. their little minds you know yes. and how much grace that will provide for us as yes. we then look ahead to the future in 2021 but i yes. also wonder you know mm. what are their hopes i was doing some goal setting mm. with the family mm. uh, just the other night and just behind me on the on the computer we we're talking about what does six months out look like for us what is 12 months what is uh, two years, five years, 10 years, for example. Yes. And the thing that really hit my heart the most, mm. not inspired me, but really hit my heart. My daughter said, uh, six months, no COVID. That was her goal. Wow. He was audacious yeah. enough to say, actually, my goal is that there's no COVID. And I think that's just beautiful. You know, that's just digging into the mind of a 13-year-old. And you know, my son, you know, he's got, well, I think his 10-year goal is, uh, a portfolio of companies worth 20 billion pounds. And so, you know, I love that about him. He's so hey, audacious that's and amazing. he's so like loud about it. He doesn't, he doesn't put any limits on that. And that's cool. Being able to foster those yes. ideals and visions and not judge our kids for that, I think is, is one of the most awesome things we can give them. Exactly. The greatest yeah. gift. We talk about Christmas. Let's give them the gift of our presence and the gift of our encouragement. Well, <laughs> that's oh, all good go. amazing amazing just really taking off the limits really getting a dialogue uh yeah. setting goals it's extraordinary what you're doing like, one thing we believe in particularly in the community elite success circles is the idea of playing games in the world i mean yeah. and games are fun there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of play in the nature of games and that's an extraordinary game to play mm -hmm. with regard to you know world without covid in six months for example or or you know or the two-year goal that you, that you know that you that your that your um your son mentioned too as well and um yeah. it's extraordinary and when games are fun to play so it's just matter let's, let's set that intention and absolutely these are the rules and let's make it happen that's extraordinary yeah. what, what are so this is i mean there's so much 
wealth in terms of what you just shared with your family mm-hmm. and how you raise your children partnership and you talked about your wife and um i believe in that also just the nature of getting a dialogue and um just being open to feedback right mm-hmm. what do you what do you do each day what are some rituals or practices <laughs> you take on each day to um release the ego to, to be mm-hmm. as present as you are and to and, and to show up and, and i get that no, no, none of us are perfect i'm absolutely imperfect also in everything I do. And every conversation I have, particularly people like yourself and others, it inspires me to be a better leader myself. What are some better leadership practices you take on each day to really get your mind in motion to really create your day and make the most of your day? Well, I am not super organized. So one of the, I'm a creator Mm -hmm. and visionary. So uh, if you ask my wife what this place looked like before she came in, <laughs> it was crazy. I work well in chaos. And, you know, that doesn't work for lots of people. But yes. that also means that I, I actually struggle and I resist routine. Hmm. But what I've found is there's a couple of things that really help me. Hmm. Uh, and I know that routine is good for me. It's like the stuff that you know that's good for you, right? Hmm. Going to the gym every day is good for your health. Hmm. But how many people do it? Right. knowing that it's going to be good for them, right? Drinking lots of water a day is good for your health, but getting those habits is really key to setting in and being True. You know, consistent at it. There's a couple of things that I do that, you know, some people might find curious uh, about my routine, but I'm intentional about it and I make it a priority. And uh, I'll tell you what it is and then I'll tell you why it's important to me. Please. So I have, I have two dogs. Mm. And these dogs are my best friends. You know, mm. they're like, they're part of the family, but they're incredible. Jack Russell, Cross Maltese, uh, mm. they're pups, they're 18 months old. But they know to wake me up before 6 a.m. Mm. every day. In the summer when it's light, they wake me up at 4 a.m. And, you know, some people might think, well, you know, when they used to wake up 6.30, 7 o'clock. For me, this is the highlight of my day. You know, wow. when they say, hey, we want to hang out with you. We need to go out and do our business or our business is going to be done inside the house. So (laughs) I get up and I get to go out in the freezing cold in the UK right now. It's uh, just on freezing uh, zero degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that equates to in the U S but I get to go out in the freezing cold with these two guys. And, you know, we go for a 30 minute walk. That 30 minute walk sets me up for my day. I'm moving and breathing. Mm. I, uh, in Tony Robbins world, get moving mm. and breathing first mm. thing. Mm. Uh, I'm clearing my mind. Mm. You know, I'm thinking about the day ahead mm. and it gives me a chance to really get some fresh air, get a yes. new perspective and yes. start fresh. When yes. I come back in, the next thing I do is I feed them. They are desperate for food. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I give them some food. Uh, one of my, uh, my aims, I used to start with a coffee just to give me that kickstart after the walk. But one of my aims, I'm uh, actually we've been doing it with the kids, is how do I replace that coffee with my first glass of water? So mm. I'm doing my water now. Mm. Uh, and then I'm looking at eating a lot later. Mm. Once I've done my water, I'll go and do a stretch. So mm. for me, stretching is really important. I've had some uh, health challenges this year mm. and some injuries from a triathlon I did uh, nearly two years ago. Wow. That I just, my, um, one of my legs just hasn't been right for me. So I mm. want to get back into being a bit more supple so I can get more uh, back into training. So... Uh, what that allows me to do is just uh, connect with my body. So I've connected with my mind and the fresh air outside. I've then connected with my body through, you know, consuming good water and having a good stretch in that morning. And then 
I think about the day ahead. So I'll, I'll read a verse from my Bible app mm. and uh, meditate on that. I'll mm. journal. Mm. I'm not excellent at journaling or reading my Bible. I don't mm. do it every day, I'll confess. Mm. Uh, but when I do it, I find my day is different. Now, when yeah. I've journaled, and, you know, even my son reminds me every day now, Dad, what are you grateful for? <laughs> First thing he asks me when he wakes up, Dad, right. what are you grateful for? So then he important. goes, right, what were your three wins from yesterday? Mm. What were your wins? Mm. So we're counting our wins and counting our blessings. How mm. cool is that? To start your day, counting your wins and counting your blessings. I, I love the dialogue and your son having around that. Yeah. It's, 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 so it's, it's so, it's so, and teaching him that too as well also. Very, very, very integral. Amazing. Hey, he's teaching me too, right? So yes. he's the one who's yes. holding me accountable. He's yes. my accountability partner. He's inspiring me. He's got this app now and he's going, he's doing the calorie thing. He's like, right, dad, uh, you know, I need to think about my health. I'm going to be tapping in what I'm eating every day. And he's logging what his food is. He's going for his run. He's like, no, I've got to go for my run in the morning. going to go for my half an hour, hour run. And it's inspiring. But I think what happens in that environment is you kind of attract people to what you're trying to achieve and do, and they want to better their own lives. Yes. And it's amazing. When you start with something small, just little steps, the people around you, your family, your closest ones, they start doing things too. So it's interesting because my daughter's got involved in the charity. Yes. She saw what I was doing. She's wanted to sell calendars and, uh, you know, how can she make a difference in the world? So she's gone and sold calendars. She's got her friends involved. They're like, hey, what's happening? Why are, you, why are you doing this? And Absolutely. they want to help and mm. get involved. They're now talking, 13-year-old kids talking about setting up their own lip gloss businesses. Now, these mm. are little entrepreneurs we've got mm. in our home. My son's talking about the different businesses he wants to do. He's talking about his health. That excites me. You know, we're, mm. We've gone towards the end of this year out of a crazy difficult season. I lost my, uh, my, mm. my real dad, my biological mm. dad, just a few mm. months ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, mm. And uh, mm. yeah, thank you. We, we, um, you know, we hadn't been connected for many years. Mm. And so this year, my wife, just a week later, lost her dad. Wow. So, you know, this family's lost people this year yes. and uh, around the world, it's been a difficult year health-wise for the family. And, you know, thinking about what we're blessed with and what we can be grateful for, you know, now this season, we're yeah. coming to the end of the year where we can look ahead to a brand new year yes. and create something so much better and yes. not just create it for us, but actually see the impact that we can have on the world. And I'm just getting some revelations now, just sharing with you some of these messages of, do you know what? Just thinking back how crazy life has been, but yeah. what impact these young kids, you know, the impact that I've had in living through those moments and experiencing the tough times, yes. you know, their resilience and their ability to bounce back. Just a few months later, we're talking about our dreams. We're talking about, you know, what's what we can do. Yes. And I think that's so like awesome. That we, as humans, we are able to bounce back. That's the nature of hope, and and oh. I know. <laughs> oh. So, what's with with regard to hope? How do you? What's your context for hope? How do you define hope? And of course, we want to put light to your mission too with HopeWorks.Charity, the organization you right. and your brother have, have put, to taken on. Now it's it's a movement, and you have many people yeah. involved. How do you define hope, Rich? There's a verse that goes: "Faith is the evidence of things unseen." Sorry. Yeah. The evidence of things unseen hope uh, and the substance of things hoped for. And I think when, when hope comes in, hope is a heart matter. Mm. And when hope is really ignited, mm. it's contagious. 
Mm. It really is contagious. Mm. And I think, you know, the word hope means so much and so many different things to so many people that when you say it, when it, when it rolls off your tongue, when you say it and you connect with people about, well, what does it mean for you? What do you hope for? Mm. You know, there might be a kid just hoping for uh, something coming in their Christmas present, like hoping for Santa to come mm. tonight. Mm. You know, there might be another kid hoping for healing mm. for a sick family member. There might be a kid hoping for their next meal, mm. a starving kid hoping for their next meal. There might be a kid hoping for an exercise book or a textbook so mm. that they can learn next year. And there might be kids out there hoping that they get to see their loved ones, their grandparents, their parents. Mm. So hope is so many different things to so many people. And I think it comes from within, from each of us. Yes. And yes. because I talked about it being something that you ignite, mm. you know, when you when you see it and mm. you can inspire it from within somebody else, that hope can spread so much quicker than a virus, Amazing. so much quicker. Amazing. And it has so much greater impact because it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take any lives. It actually yes. is life-giving, not life-taking. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. Go on, sorry. I got no, it. No, it's all great. I'm a present to also that hope is stirred in from one to another. Getting a dialogue you're sharing with me, your brother reached out to you, you and your your daughter, yeah. your your team around the world. And it's uh it's something that's stirred and uh it can take on a life of its own once it's stirred mm -hmm. fully. So it's, it's extraordinary. Rich, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm really moved by all of this, what you're up to in the world. Uh, yeah. for our audience watching this. So if you go to rulesforsuccess.com, you can find this interview. It'll be mind mapped as well. My team will do a summary on the site. You can reach out to Rich uh, Rich on LinkedIn. I believe it's Rich Mullins, M-U-L-L-E-N-S. You can find him very easily on LinkedIn or Facebook. And uh, his website for the project that he's involved with is a hopeworks.charity. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Really this, appreciate that. This, is, this has been really extraordinary. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. And, and to uh, you. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you because of just your value hierarchy is very similar to mine as well, also with regard to family, um, prioritizing faith and um, making a difference in the world. It's been great. Thank you. I wish you a really blessed Christmas to you and your family and to everyone watching as well. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you for your support and thank you for your prayers and love. And looking forward to reconnecting. Thanks so much. Likewise, brother. Fantastic. That's it for today's episode of rulesforsuccess.com podcast, but the journey to success is far from over. Join us next week for another inspiring conversation with a successful entrepreneur. Until then, remember to be bold, be courageous, and go after your dreams.